Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Boom. All I got is missed calls on my line. Yeah, never seen a pick up right on time. Yeah, if I don't. What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 150 of the Miss Call Podcast. I am your host slash co-host Colby Nathaniel Marcio, and next to me is Ryan. Insert a terrible mill name here, Sartori. Ryan, welcome in. Happy Monday. Hello. Hi. What is is so funny? What is so funny? Uh, so nothing my middle name is matthew um oh but you're gonna make the puke face when you hear nathaniel get the hell out of here well it's just like when you have a buddy named nate and he says well i now i go by nathaniel you tell him to fucking kick rocks and beat dicks because that's stupid you're nate um all right right, we got a lot to get into in the show um number one playoff baseball we have full cinematics right now in the C and the LCS is LCS's LCS does um, plenty to get into there. Week seven of the NFL is almost completely in the books. We've got one point rundown back this week and I owe somebody in the college football world an apology. Oh, really? I do. Is it Lou Holtz? <laughs> Absolutely fucking not that old turtle man. Hey, <laughs> hey, that man used to fire up people with a lisp. <laughs> you guys are gonna <laughs> be great today i swear to god so, so one of my co-workers always makes fun of lou holtz and he just goes yes, yes, yes. that's all suffering succotash like him and him and sylvester the cat both suffer or suffer from the same like lisp they're a different type of lisp but i think lou and sylvester suffer from the same one I, I asked my dad one time, I go, how does, how do you get fired up by that? My dad goes, people have a lot of respect for him. <laughs> I know, but like at one point you had to have gained it, you know? Maybe he developed the lisp. Maybe it was something that like over time he was like, I can't stop it. It's just, it's progressive. And now he's like an old turtle. See, like, I, I only know <laughs> Lou Holtz from like the 2000s to today. Like I've never looked back and been like, oh, I got to hear mm. Lou Holtz's list from 1983. No, you got to go to newspaper clippings and see if they accredited his lisp or not. It's all an asterisk. <laughs> <It's> like, this, <laughs> or in italics. It's in yeah, italics. This, this, this is where it happened. <laughs> um. All right. Start the show. Uh, Cub, right before when we were meeting, we were going through all of our notes and stuff. Uh, I was munching on what, what I crowned to be one of the best snacks ever which is apples and peanut butter. It's a phenomenal snack. Uh, Some would call it a healthier snack. At least that's what I do uh, because I am, hello darkness, my old friend, uh, back on the losing weight wagon again. I had a feeling that's what you meant when you said, hey, can we hurry this podcast up? I got to go to the gym. Yeah. Well, and so here's here's the deal. Colby, you've known me for a lot of years. You know that like weight has always been something that I've struggled with. I've been up, I've been down, I've been light, I've been heavy, um, and I'm at a a heavy point again. And I'm I'm I will never forgive myself for where I've allowed myself to get currently, because about a calendar year ago, uh, I was in a situation where. I was, I'm very proud of this. I know it's a brag. I know it sounds very broy, but like my three Olympic lifts, my squat, my bench, my deadlift, 
combined, I could lift 1,100 pounds. I was very proud of it. I was a dude who never. My boy was lifting a goddamn Prius. That a kid. I, I, I was trying to, right? Like, and I was never the dude who would touch weights. And then I got a job and I really focused all my efforts into job. And yeah. I forgot about myself. And I started just eating things because it was in front of me and free and not expensive. And I stopped going to the gym because I had little time. And now it's to a point again where I feel very uncomfy in my own meat sack. Uh, and so it's definitely uh -huh. time to start losing weight. Do you remember how much easier it was to work out in college? You just you go Fuck to yeah. class, you go Fuck to class yeah. for an hour. It's like, oh, uh, I guess I guess I'll go to the gym. I have nothing else to do. Right. Oh, I, I guess done. I'll go. I, I guess I'll go twice today. I guess I'll go shoot hoops. And you had time to take a nap. Oh, dude, I I don't know, because I, I felt like I was pretty busy in college. But when I look back, I had so much fun. Me too. <laughs> oh Me too. And honest to God, the same thing. Like, I thought I was super busy all the time. And there were days yeah. where I probably was. But, like, now I know the definition of busy, being a dude who, like, juggles three different tasks, tries to yeah. have a personal life, tries now to take care of himself. And so, like, it's where <laughs> we're, we're at a point where I'm trying to learn the balance between those things and get back to the gym. But it's interesting this time around, I'll say, because I know the things to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was in the gym the other day and I recognized that my like I was benching and I recognized that like my bench was just nowhere where it used to be. I had like one. Oh, that's the worst feeling ever. It makes you feel this big. No, the worst is when you take a week off and then it's like, oh, I guess I lost everything that I had two weeks ago. Sure. So that's the worst. I had 155 on. My max ever was 270. I had 155 on and I couldn't get it for three rounds of six. Like I was struggling to get the six on each, each uh, set. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, damn, this sucks. But it's cool because I know to engage my lats. I know to screw in my arms. I know where to hit on my stomach. Like I know these things. And so I'm kind of interested this time around as I'm starting to go back to the gym as I'm starting to try to eat and make wiser choices with my food, like how much easier it is knowing the things that I already know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just also hopeful that this roller coaster yourself. is fucking over. I could just lose weight and it's a free fall back to the fucking what's, wherever you're the your, loading dock. What's your favorite meal? Like, like your Ooh. favorite healthy meal. Favorite healthy meal. If you think about it, any meal you make at home is pretty healthy. Yeah, as long as you're cooking your own stuff, right? And like yeah. not overindulging. Like I've always said, especially when you have weight to lose, like that's the easiest way to lose weight is don't eat shit. Yeah. Um, I've said I, I'm limiting my sugar right now. I'm trying not to like really like super duper overeat on things. But like if you were to tell me like, all right, you have to lose 10 pounds in the next two months. My favorite way to eat, and I was taught this um, by a, a, a mentor, was that there's three like types of protein. There's easily super easy digestible protein. There's a little bit harder, like medium digestible. And then there's like hard to digest protein. And you eat it in that order. So like eggs are a great 
light protein. You eat those in yeah, the morning because your body, right? Your body can just fire through, um, through eggs, and you mm-hmm. feel full afterwards. And they're low calorie, they're high in protein. And then there's the medium proteins, which is like chicken. You can rip through some chicken, and that starts to kind of you 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 need a little time to digest that. And then at night, if you have red meat. Red meat takes forever to digest. If you have like a steak, if you're in that income bracket to just buy steaks right now, not me. Get steak, eat that, and then if you're lifting at the same time, because it takes so long for that steak to digest, it's almost like a steady drip of protein that's going through your system overnight. You pair that with like a protein shake or whatever, you can pack on muscle and lose fat like that. So, that's probably my favorite way to eat. I don't know that I have a favorite like healthy recipe does that make sense yeah because there's so many (laughs) and also like i don't maybe this is part of the reason why i fail like i don't make healthy recipes i just say that doesn't have many calories i can eat not many calories i just try to eliminate bread sure like i don't i'm like pasta bread like the one thing i do use a lot now is like a wrap like I love to make like a breakfast burrito, a chicken wrap. Yeah. Right. Dude, a good breakfast burrito. Oh, do you remember the wraps at JJC? I think about those every single time I make a chicken wrap. Dude, I got so fat on the chicken wraps from Joliet <laughs> Junior College, bro. It was like a Mecca. We would go to J building. We'd trek across to A building. We text the group chat. Yeah, we'd wraps. Be like wraps. <laughs> and then the soup. It was like wraps and soup, man. And like that was the best part of my day. I was ever have their omelets. No. Oh, dude. When I stumbled onto their wrap or their not the wraps, their omelets. Oh, my God. I was pushing 300 pounds when I left Joliet Junior College. Like I was so close to 300 pounds. Hmm. Anyway, that's what's going on in my life. <laughs> I have nothing that interesting to talk about. I so already then, told you, and I'm not talking about that on the podcast. All right. Yeah, no, we're not, we're, we are not doing that here. This is a sports no. podcast. Yeah. So then let's jump into uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, man. This is some compelling shit that we're seeing right now. We've got, you know, a one perennial contender, the 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 evil empire of now, which is the Houston Astros, uh, going in Game Seven tonight against the Rangers. We're excited to watch that. Plus, as we're as we're uh, recording right now, the we both have the game on. The yeah, the Diamondbacks are up three one on uh, the Phillies, who are looking to go to the World Series for the second year in a row. Um, but. I think before we get to all the the pomp and circumstance of the things that have been happening, the walk-offs, the big moments for, I mean, guys who show up in the postseason every year, I've been itching to talk about this article from David Schoenfeld um, from ESPN for a couple of episodes now. It just hasn't fit in, but I think now we might have the right opportunity to. So David put together an article. Uh, it's it's October Impact Rankings Top 40 Players. And the article was a prediction of who would make the biggest impact in the postseason based on how they played in the regular season. And I think it's super interesting to kind of look through this list 
and see who's left on this list. Number one on the list was Ronald Acuna Jr., and he really didn't make all that big of an impact. Again, remember, we're talking about so their me, regular me, season performance and how that would impact the postseason. Is the list Cunha, Mookie, Freeman? Uh, it's it's definitely – I got to look it up. It's definitely um, – It's definitely those in the top Acuna five. Betts. I DM'd this to you like a couple of weeks ago. It, it just shows me you didn't open it. Uh, <laughs> uh, when was three, this? Number three was Max Freed, followed by yes. Matt Olson, and then Freddie Freeman was the top five on this list. But I kind of wanted Very to dive through this uh, because there are there's a long list of players that are still in the playoffs that are that are making impacts. But I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. This is a guy who is a senior writer for ESPN to kind of look through here and say the highest ranked player that's on this list that's left in the playoffs is probably a dude that all of us would have highest on the list. It's Jordan Alvarez. Dude, the, he's he's one one. If you're the type of fan that still boos the Astros, fine. He's the last person to boo. I get really annoyed when people boo him because one, he wasn't there Two, when has he ever, I don't even know what his voice sounds like. When has he ever said a singular word, right? He's a robot. He's a robot. If you think about it, he's the new machine. He's the new Albert Pujols. He's the machine. He, he is remarkable. He is, he's the epitome of how that team works. Just day in and day out gets the job done. Like he's not always going to hit a ball to the moon. Like, he gets on base and drives in runs. That's all he does. And also the player development aspect of the Astros, too, right? Exactly. But again, I want to make the specific point that this article was a prediction of who, based off of their regular season statistics, would have the biggest impact in the postseason. None of the Arizona Diamondbacks players made this list. Not even Corbin? Two. Two of the Philadelphia Phillies players made this list. Is it Schwarber three and Harper? Three Texas Rangers made this list. Yeah, they're leaving out the GOAT, Evan Carter. So l- let me just go through this for just a second. And, and uh, again, regular season, those numbers and how they might translate to the postseason for their impact. Yeah. Eight on the list is Jordan Alvarez, followed by Jose Altuve at nine. Mm-hmm. 13 is Justin Verlander, and then Framber Valdez at 16. Number 20 is Kyle Tucker, and then we see our first non-Houston Astro that's left on this list, like players who are still active and playing baseball in October. Mm-hmm. Number 23 is Corey Seager of Texas. After that, we're back to Astros. At number 25, it's Alex Bregman. At 30, it's Chaz McCormick, who for uh, what I know – Chaz McCormick hasn't done much this postseason. Neither has Kyle Tucker. Right. We follow up Chaz McCormick at 30 with the first Philly on the list, uh, Zach Wheeler at 34. 37, Marcus Semyon, another Ranger. Then back to Astros in 38 with Brian Abreu. Jordan Montgomery finds the list at 39. And number 40, on the list of the top 40 players to impact October is Bryce Harper. Not a single diamond back on this list. 
now I, I, people can say that uh, what I'm about to say, they could probably be like, well, you just know that now because of what's transpired. Hindsight's 2020. Not, not necessarily because I think the Astros every single year are very underrated, especially this year because they oh, yeah. coasted. They coasted. They started, they coasted till what it feels like last series and they still did fine. This team hasn't turned it on until this series when they had to, and they're showing you that they could do it again. Yeah. The the one the wonderful thing about the Astros is that they know, And this might be their worst product. But if, no, if but they win, if they win it. They know that this is a marathon. Yeah. There's yeah. enough guys on this roster to mm-hmm. know that this is not a sprint. This yeah. is not win as many games as you can in the regular season uh, for the sake of winning Dodgers. as many games as you can in the season. Because at the end of the day, you could be the Dodgers. You could be the Braves. You could be any host of teams that have won 100-plus games, gone in as the number one seed, and been bounced in the divisional series. It don't right? matter. It don't matter. Correct. Uh, they know that it all matters about October. You get to the playoffs and you figure it out. And that's why we're seeing them in their seventh straight American League Championship Series. This list rightfully show so should have been littered with Houston Astros. But it's crazy to me uh, that that you know other guys based off of how they played this year didn't make this list. I, I e Corbin Carroll, who you brought up. Also, it's Zach Gallen, who yeah. he the article Carol also Kelly's not state, terrible. Miracle right. is not terrible. The article also went on to state he was like, I am trying to make this list based off of who will be in the playoffs the longest. So in his mind, I'm this sure he thought the Diamondbacks would be bounced quickly. And so nobody from the team would be able to make an impact in the postseason. But here they gonna, are. I was gonna bring up um experience. Like I know he was thinking like who's going to last longer probably, but also like not including the experience factor. Like Ronald Acuna does not have playoff experience. When they won the world series, he wasn't playing. Right. A lot of those guys don't have experience. The diamondbacks, you like understandably. So you don't include any diamondback. Like I get that. Right. Because they're all young. They, none of them have been there except, I don't know. I don't know if Tommy Pham's been. I want to say he has, I want to say yes to that. I'm not a Tommy Pham guy. I'm not either. He That's told me he doesn't. Point. He told me uh, years ago on his Instagram live that he's not a talker because I told him to come on the podcast. Not a talker. All right. Doing doing Instagram live though. Right. All right, Tommy. That's why you got yeah. smacked. Adam. Adam. T- no, he smacked somebody. Ah, oh, it should have been the other way around. Though. He smacked wow. Jock Peterson. That yeah, was over well, fantasy football. Should have rubbed his belly instead. Um, Jock's got that belly. Who to Jock? Jock's got that stump. Pete Pete Budajak. Jock Pedersen. <laughs> Ooh. That's how it's spelled. Oh, right, right. Right. <laughs> P P E D Erson. Um I don't know. I just thought it was a very interesting list. I thought no, it was it was it's something a cool, list. cool to kind of go over and see just how much nobody ever really knows what's going on. It's also eye-opening how wild this playoff run has been. Yeah. Yeah, which which I'm, is as a fan, 
you even if you if one of these were your favorite teams, like the Angels or, or sorry, the Angels, Dodgers, the Braves, if you're a diehard fan of those two, you still at it's been it's been a couple weeks. You're, right. you're fine. You can look well, at yourself in the mirror and be like, well, this is a really fun playoff run. Dude, I don't know. I remember the Cubs the last time they were in and got bounced. What was that 2018 when they lost? Was that when they lost game 163? Like to I was so rem- to the Brewers. Rockies? To the, the Brewers. Brewers. Oh, wait. It was the Rockies. No, it was a wild card game that they lost. Wait. It was the Rockies, right? Yeah, when when uh, Baez hugged Arenado. That was I, was, I was at a bar. I remember this. 2019? Either way. I remember when they lost, I was... You spend an entire summer with this team. You grow mm-hmm. emotional attachments to this team, right? Like mm-hmm. you get to a point where if I was a Braves fan, if I was a Dodgers fan, if I was uh, uh, if I was any fan that wasn't in the playoffs right now, I would be in a situation where I'm like, I'm kind of like emotionally not there right now to watch baseball. This should be my team. I get it. You know what I mean? Unless you're spite watching the Phillies, then, yeah. then I don't know. But uh, one dude high on this list who should be high on this list, Jose Altuve, had another Jose Altuve moment. And it was crazy because I was in a bar. I was watching it happen. I look up and I was like, two on. It was an eighth inning or ninth inning. Two outs. This is Altuve territory. I said, hey, I tap, I tap my buddy on the shoulder. I was like, watch this. Next pitch. I shit you not. I was like, ah, it's Altuve, dude. Who in their right mind him. would think I that guy I of all him. guys would be the dude to create so much havoc? I can't stand the guy. And I, I, got, I, got, I got love for him, but it ain't much. Fun story for those who don't know. In Was it 2019? 2019 when Altuve walked off the Yankees to send the Astros to the World Series, Colby and I were in uh, a friend of our, Tyler Witt. We were in Tyler Witt's apartment. No, we were at a party. We were at a party. Oh, the, oh yes. Oh, my God. How could I forget? We Altuve hits this home run. We're at a, a party at the WKU baseball house. Yes, yes, yes. Altuve hits a walk-off. Colby is just gutted. And then there's another Yankees fan in the house that we affectionately refer to as Bush Boss. For oh, some of yeah. you who have listened to this show for a long time, you are having flashbacks right now of Bush Boss when he fell through the ceiling of the baseball house three separate times, like through the drywall on the ceiling. He like almost he was, died. He was Wait. trying. He he was so distraught that the Yankees lost. He was attempting to climb to the roof of the baseball house so that he could jump off and elbow check bushes that were in front of the house. Like that was his goal. He had already beat the bushes up. Then he was going inside. He was trying to climb through the attic to get to the roof. And in in the process of getting through to the roof, he misstepped three separate times, fell through the support beams and, into the fucking baseball house three times. There were three human-sized holes in what, the ceiling from Bush Boss. What we didn't and that house was hot as hell, wasn't it? From what oh, I, it was, I it was funky hot. Uh what we don't don't look back on with that is when he piled dry or 
people elbowed the uh, the bush and like jumped in midair, like he could have died. Like he could, uh-huh. like he put if he put all his weight onto that stick branch, whatever, and it hits him in the neck and goes through his arm. He could have died. We would all went, oh, I would have, time to go. Remember, we were like, don't go to the neighbors. And someone's like, yo, don't go to the neighbors and beat their bushes up. Just beat up these. And he just. <laughs> he beat the shit out of them bushes. But Jose Altuve, he's just that guy, man. It's crazy. He's, is it the third all time in or second all time in postseason home runs? The guy There's a shows lot of guys up. on the list. There's a lot of guys creeping up the list. Harper, Schwarber. Schwarber is the all-time leader for home runs by a left-handed hitter in the postseason. See you, Reggie. Yeah, I mean, and again, Altuve creeping up that list. If he's not second, he's third because the guy shows up, and he's gotten a lot of chances over the past seven years of being in the playoffs. All right, so people listening aren't going to listen to this until probably tomorrow. What's tomorrow look like? What What are the papers say? What are the papers? I would like to say the Rangers are in the World Series, and looks like going to be a game seven. I think I think the the Diamondbacks force a game seven to give us two wonderful nights of baseball back to back, two high pressure nights of baseball back to back. But we wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the heroics of the Chicago kid Alec Thomas, who hits a game tying home run into the pool off of a Hall of Famer. Like, there's no better moment for the young kid trying to make a name for yourself. That whole team, Ryan, that whole team. Well, there's some, uh, but the, there are some guys on that team you know. You know Lordy Scurriel. You know Evan Longoria. You know Cattell some Marte. Oh, oh, also, also, can we put some goddamn respect on Evan Longoria? I, come on. Talk about a guy you forget about. And you can't hate. You can't hate Evan Longoria. No, he's never he done anything the, bad. He's never done anything bad. He's played for the Rays. He was rookie season is probably one of the most exciting rookie seasons I've ever witnessed. Maybe it's because I was a kid. But that guy, you got to love him. I hope he gets a ring. Yeah. He probably won't, but whatever. I think interesting to note, too, we saw last year – what being successful in the postseason can do for you in terms of dollars. Nathan Eovaldi uh, oh, was God. was signed a to a maniac. real real nice contract by the Texas Rangers. Um, and he's showing up again in the postseason this year. He limited the Astros to one run on like 86 pitches through seven innings yesterday Dude. in game six. And the, the one-to-one connection that i want to make even though he's not having a great game right now as we're watching it unfold um aaron aaron nola is a free agent this offseason he's a little bit older but just because last year and this year he's been so successful in the postseason i think a team is going to make him handsomely paid uh i would like to make a comment about ivaldi real quick yeah um uh think what was it what was his first game whatever the first game he pitched against the astros and he had the bases loaded, I think one out or no outs, and he got out of it. And then I saw that stat that he's like the batting, the batting average, uh, opponent batting average when the bases are loaded in the playoffs, and it's it was like one hundred, yeah, dude. And then he got out of that inning after the potential jinx. I was like, this dude is a freaking animal. Yeah. So this is today. 
uh, before the the start that Aaron Nola had in three starts this postseason has an ERA of .96, a WHIP of .75, K per nine of over nine, uh, and walks per nine under one. Like this dude is certified badass. He had a couple of wonky starts in the postseason last year that elevated his ERA in 25 and two-thirds to just under five. But, like, this is a dude who showed up in big moments, given his team chances to, like, extend series, win games. Uh, I think he's going to get paid big time this offseason. How old is Aaron Nola? Now that I said that, I know he's a little bit older, but, like, how old is he? I mean, you show up in the right moments, you matter. You matter more than the guys that weren't there. Because you got that experience. Right. Yeah. I think he'll probably That's get not terrible. Yeah. As a pitcher, he probably gets three or four years, maybe an option, three years and an option. We'll see. Um, go ahead. I was just gonna say, can we get to the topic to where we can just keep making fun of the city I live in? Yes, please. Please, please. But before we get going. Ah, the one point rundown. It's back. We're ready for it. I'll start Washington at the Giants. This was the oh my God, please shoot me game of the week. This game sucked and it had all the vibes of a high school state championship score. Washington, uh, no, the Giants won 14 <laughs> 7. Right? Uh, and nobody, nobody cared about this game. Nobody watched, didn't know it was a thing. Cardinals 10, Seattle 20. <laughs> I can't move on until I know for sure. What, the score? Yes. Yeah, the Giants. The Giants won yeah. that game. All right. Yo, hey, hold, on. Remember, hold on. Hold on. Remember I said I wrote, I accidentally wrote your list down? I'm just going to yeah. give mine out. Uh, no need for the annexation of Puerto Rico as these little Giants take down the Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I dig that. I needed uh, to get that out. <laughs> don't do don't do all of them, though, because it'll only be confusing. Buffalo at New England. I saw a tweet that seems very pertinent now. Josh Allen's curse is changing his skill level to meet that of the other team's quarterback. Buffalo 25, New England 29. I'm going to read mine again because this one's a pretty good one. No. <laughs> it's the last one. It's the last okay, one. Okay, last one. Last one. Nobody circles the Bill Belichick's like the Patriots. All right. Uh this is supposed to move fast. <laughs> the Tyson Maggots take down the Raiders. 30 that, 12. That was that was a very cool way that you just walked through a couple of different accents there. Cleveland at Indianapolis. Indy, you just got PJ'd. Also, I think we really we really seriously need to visit what an uncatchable ball looks like because the refs stole this one. Uh, from Indianapolis. Arthur Smith, who was too worried about uh, B. John Robinson's head, told him, hey, run straight for Vita Vea. <laughs> Falcon 16. Uh, who'd they play? Oh, the, the Bucks 12. Sorry. Uh, Pittsburgh 12. and the Rams. I'm kind of a hater, so pardon my ignorance, but was this the George Pickens coming out party? Pittsburgh no. 24, Rams 17. <laughs> What? He had over 100 yards first time. Oh, my God. Uh, I guess Green Bay now knows what it feel, the rest of the NFC North feels like on a weekly basis. Denver, 19. Packers, 17. Miami's in Philly, and this might make me officially old, 
but I did not make it through the whole game. I fell asleep in the third quarter. <laughs> For who? Miami 17, Philly 31. <laughs> Oh, you could have written someone so, something so much better for that one. Uh, these aren't your older brothers, Chargers. Chiefs' wives dap up in a win, 31-17. They're not, he's not married yet. Thursday night football, oh, like a, Jacksonville uh, and New Orleans. Uh, I know we roll our eyes a lot at the offense on Thursday night football, but aside from week six, this might be the best string of offense that we've seen on Thursday night football. Jacksonville 31 New Orleans 24 and a pretty competitive game. All right. Last one, right? Last one. Lamar says, you miss me. Baltimore 38, Detroit six. Yeah, I mean, Lamar did show up big time yesterday. It was crazy. I called him out last week, said he hasn't done anything. And of course he goes off. Well, and we'll get to that later too, because I called, I, I well, no, you know what? Fuck it. We'll get to it right now. I called somebody out last week. His name's Tyson Bajant. Agent 17. Oh, I won't, yeah. I won't apologize for my take last week. I mean, I mean, you don't have to yet. I won't apologize. You text. No, 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 no. You got to stand by what you text because you text me in the middle of the game yesterday before the game was even over. You text me and you said, looks like you're going to have to apologize to Bajan on the podcast tomorrow. And you know what? I thought about it. I thought maybe I would. And then I thought some more, and I said, absolutely not. I stand by my take. Tyson Bajan is not your guy. Uh, I was listening to sports radio today, and they were wisely having a QB2 party, which is fun. You've got a dude who can back up a starting quarterback. If that starting quarterback is Justin Fields, if that starting quarterback is Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever it's going to be post-2023, you've got a guy you can keep around for cheap that will help your books, that will help you sign other guys that, when needed, can step up and play a game. He also beat the Las Vegas Raiders with a head coach who doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He's got, like, sun. you get sundowners if you have Alzheimer's. This guy's got, like, kickoffers or something. He just forgets what football is as soon as football starts happening. He also never threw the ball further than 20 yards. He made a couple of great plays. He really excelled at what the game plan was for him. But Dante Foreman was the dude who stole the game. We're not even talking about Dante. I'm aware. Also, I thought it was peak Bears football when Dante Foreman was going off and got like another first down. And the the announcers were like, and there goes Freeman with another first down. This guy is freaky. Oh, He's clearly injured on the play, and he was like grabbing his back. I was, <laughs> I was dying. I was waiting for him to like grab his back and do the Travis Kelsey thing where he like fake twerks. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. also stolen from a soccer player. Wasn't Travis Kelsey? It's a soccer player. Football matters more. Um, nope, nope. So I don't know. When it let comes me give, to the Bears, let me give my takes. Things are gross. Yeah, let me hear your take. Yeah, now. What, everything I'm about to say, I'm not saying he should be QB1 like some jamokes on the internet and in the city. All I'm saying is I have yet to see that offense hum like that all season long. No, sure, you're lying. You, can, you saw it against Washington with Justin Fields at quarterback who threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. I didn't really watch the game. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how convenient for this take for you to just be like, well, I didn't watch, so I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, these these eyes don't know what you're talking about. How convenient. Um, I don't – you're right. He did have 300 yards. But also, these are two guys going up against two bad defenses. All, they, all the Bears had to worry about was Max Crosby, and he still got some things done. Right. Um, but the, it just felt like he – fits better like that's the kind of guy they need and like fields isn't that guy sure he didn't throw the ball far but also he got the ball out of his hands sure that was that was the one thing where i'm like can we give this kid some credit like sure sure he threw the ball on uh was it average 2.2 yards through the air whoop-de-doo they were humming the whole time doing that and like Tom Brady's Tom Brady did that a lot throughout his career and never check down Tom, but no one gives him flag for it. Sure. It's one game. Don't Colby. You're just saying some wild stuff. So you can prove a point. Don't don't put Bajan and Brady in the same sentence. They're the same guy, Please. Ryan. They're the no, same they guy. They're, 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 no, they're I'm just they saying. aren't. I'm kidding. He's a no, fart in the wind. Aren't. Remember, fairy dust. Fart in the wind. Right. Here's the thing. Justin Fields is a guy who possesses crazy arm talent. He's a dude just has that, no confidence. I don't even know if it's confidence, Cub. I think he's got the wrong system. I think Luke Getze runs the wrong shit for him because – Justin Fields, and there's there's a there's a there's a myriad of other issues when it relates to Justin Fields and the success with this offense. Justin Fields is a deep ball guy. He wants the big play all the time. Sometimes that's awesome. Sometimes that comes at a detriment because he holds onto the ball for too long. He is not your checkdown guy. He is not the dude who's going to come back down and hit the dude over the in the crosser. He's looking for the deep pass. Every time again, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Tyson Bagent, the, the coaching staff, man. the coaching staff man. showed you cannot throw the ball down the field like that. End of the first half, Hail Mary opportunity. Who took that pass? Nathan Peterman. They took Tyson Bagent out of the game and let Nathan Peterman throw the Hail Mary, which was incomplete. But they don't trust his arm. They don't think he's a deep ball guy. The only thing Tyson Bajan has is the short game. He played against an awful team. And now, guess what? There's tape on the guy. So when they go to play the Chargers on Sunday night next week, do you think that the Chargers defense is just going to give up the short passes every time? No. Yeah. yeah. They're going to tr- they're gonna try to make him beat them deep. And if he does, congratulations. But Tyson Bajan might not be able to do that. As a fan, were you hoping that they would go 300 answered touchdowns and win? Yes. 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 I I thought it was coming. I thought it was coming. As a person with emotional vested interest in this franchise, I was desperately hoping they would lose yesterday. And some people would be like, well, why? Why would you, if you love this team so much, why would you want them to lose? Because I'm interested in the long term. I'm not yeah. interested in beating the Las Vegas Raiders, another terrible football team. I'm not interested in beating them not, right now. Like, like to a point, like as a fan, if you're like a die super diehard and you're listening to this and being like, well, I want them to win every game. Well, at a certain point when you lose too many games, the wins <clears throat> add up to nothing. And they also right. start to hurt you, hurt you because you're not doing anything this season. You never were. Even if you thought you were going to win 10 games, which you're psychotic. 
you're psychotic. You need to seek help. Please right. call a doctor. Sure. Um, and I want them to keep losing. We, we both want them to keep losing because, one, the equals of firing. Two, clean the house, clean everything, and bring in somebody praying. We're praying they bring in somebody who gets to pick who they want at quarterback and not, oh, I'm going to uh, inherit somebody who's already been drafted the yeah. season prior. Cub, there's a lot. There's a lot to break down with the organization People but think that we, polls, it's it's talked about every day, so we don't need. Yeah, to go I know. Into it. People think polls should be fired because they think he hired Eberflus. They forget that there was a list of three coaches that he had to pick from, and he chose the less of the three evils in his mind. They didn't even they didn't even interview Mike Dan, Mike Mike Daniels Mike Mike McDaniel. Thank you, I forgot Irishman. But I, I just to wrap it up, we don't have to go super deep any any further. <laughs> Irishman. Irishman. I'm not interested in wins right now. I'm interested in cobbling together success that equals longevity, that equals, hey, we don't have to worry about the trajectory of this franchise and where our first round draft pick is going to be anymore because we're good. We are still having conversations congruently about wanting to win and also wanting to draft high. And that's going to be possible this year because of the Carolina Panthers, no matter what. But we know there's too many holes on this team to want to be in the mid-teens. And I want us to look 20s. like the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want us to look like the, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want us to have every draft pick that everyone's ever seen. And it sucks because I don't know that I'm on the tank wagon yet. But I'm on the side of things that I, here's what I root for. I root for something that makes it so that we no longer have to worry about uh, um, Eberflus, that we no longer have to worry about McCaskey. I root for change. I root for things that will cause change. And every win that we have from now and as long as Flus and the McCaskies and uh, Virginia is here. As long as all of those things happen, it will continue to happen. They will continue to own the team. They will continue to make bad game plans. All of that continues, and we see no change for the future if we're winning right now. I don't want them to be 0-17, but I also don't want them to win. It's the stupidest conundrum to be in because I care about the long-term success of the franchise, but I, it's just... it's. You know what we need? The Bears need gaslight you. The Bears are gaslighters. That's what they do. It's the fa the fans gaslight. What you. do we need? What do we need? Uh, you know, if, if we had like a uh, like a uh, design team, we should make like the Obama change logo and make it into Bears theme. Change. I've got a Canva Plus account. I got I got better than a. I got Canva Plus. I'll get, I'll get it handled. Don't also, you worry. Cause... Also, also, we don't talk about this as, enough as fans. Matt Eberflus, that's not a winner. Sorry, that name, that's not going to bring in a Super Bowl. No. You need no, a name it's, that's... It's a terrible name. You need a name that's like got some gumption, you know? Gumption. Um, aside I don't NFL like the note, cut of that guy's jib. The cut of his jib? That's a good yeah. one. College football. Oh, can we talk about your rankings? <laughs> your rankings will... stink. I will not apologize, will not apologize for Tyson Bajant. I also 
will not apologize. Uh, I'm kidding. I will apologize big time. My rankings uh, suck. And I apologize uh, to anybody who had to listen to me ramble about USC last week because they suck. They're not good. The Utes, baby. The Utes. They're not good. Utah Utes. Utah Utes. So I think if I look back, they have their numbers. Yeah, because that that's who got them in last year. The Pac-12, right? Last year. Yeah. I'm searching for for my rankings from last year. Juggernaut, baby. So I, I'm willing at this point then, it, because USC was two on my list last week, I'm fine with dropping them down to four or five and just moving everybody else up a spot to where Washington is one, Oregon's two. Washington's Utah's... still number one? Did they lose this week? Go look at the score from last I week. Have, I have to work on Saturday. So I Go, only catch just look up the score right now. Look up the score. I had Arizona State. Plus 28 and a half. Did you? you don't cry. You don't cry and storm the field and then oh, shit the bed next the week yeah. after. 15 they points. looked horrendous. I didn't watch the game, but that look that is proof right there that you look horrendous. That, yeah, I didn't get a chance also, to look at that. That also took Michael Penix Jr. away from possibly winning the Heisman and moving up J.J. McCarthy to number one on the odds. Okay, so would you would you like would you like me to really sit down and give you an honest answer? Hello. Let, let's put Oregon one. Is that cool with yes. you? Yeah. Let's put Washington at two. You you taught three. All right. Or Oregon State goes four. Yeah. USC goes five, and UCLA, who as of today is Perfect. still ranked, Perfect. goes Perfect. six. Perfect. Is that fine? Okay. Are we good? I'll take, I'll take Apology that. accepted. Apology accepted. Now okay, you. Good. Now we have a discussion that I've wanted to talk to you about since Saturday. <clears throat> Bo Nix became the uh, record holder for most starts in a college football career. He has 54. 54 right. starts in his college football career. And right. I think this deserves the biggest asterisks on the planet. Also, give the asterisks to Sam Hartman and Stetson Bennett, who are also on this list. Number two. Number two is Hunter Renfro, everybody's I, favorite white right receiver. Never say that again. I don't know. Um, <laughs> white right receiver. <laughs> so here, so you had, you had sent this to me and you had asked, is this a real record? Does this stand or should there be an asterisk on it? And I said, yeah, it's a real record because at the end of the day, it's, it's not like a, a very illustrious record. It's not like somebody like, going past the the yards in a career mark or touchdowns in a career mark, right? It's but just what games played. But what and if they did? But what then, if they then, did? Then it would be a different conversation, but you're it's asking the same me, conversation. No, it isn't. It's games it's played versus something with a little bit more like interest writing on it, like touchdowns and yards. This is just games played. Did they play the games? Yes, they played the games. Did it come on some weird shit with a pandemic in the middle? Yes, it did. Has Bo Nix played 54 games, Cub? Yes. Then it's a record. Is it a weird record? Does it have some weird stuff that happened during it? Yes. Shouldn't count. But it's a record. It should be be in its own category with an asterisk. Okay. 
Let me see if I can draw a one to one comparison, right? Let me see. Let me see. Because if if it's if it if it's for any record, then then there should then maybe we should be throwing asterisks on other things too, right? So let's say if you say Jim Brown's average, no, 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 or, or something like that, I'll kill you. But let's say right, like some extemporaneous circumstances come about. Um, uh, weird things happen during the middle of them. Uh, it, 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 it takes away from what you say and validate as like how a record should be earned. Four years. If, if, if the three things that I just listed, which are kind of haphazard and sort of standards, then should we also put an asterisk on Barry Bonds? I'm going to kick your ass. I swear to God. But you're saying you. games played is up there with touchdowns no, because, and yards listen, because, and yards listen and to this. stuff like that. Listen to this. Once every player that has been in college athletics during the pandemic, and, and we're, we're, rid of, we're getting rid of all of these COVID years, nobody is ever going to be able to touch this unless something like this happens again. That is my point. Like if you you cannot have like a series of records that happen because everyone's getting an extra season on their belt because of a pandemic and then be like, oh, well, you're the automatic record holder and this will never be touched again. A record should be able to be beaten. Correct? Correct. Records are meant to be broken. Well, well then and- what about what about Ricky Henderson and his stolen bases record? That's never going to be. Did done. he get extra games? Uh, maybe. Wrong, 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 wrong. There is but, not a time but, limit on a professional. But, there is not a time limit on a professional career. There is a time limit in collegiate sports. But what I'm trying to say is the 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 parameters of the game did change. The way that the game was played did change. So he so Ricky Henderson at the time benefited from some things during his era, during his time in professional sports that led to an unbeatable record. Nobody will ever touch Ricky Henderson's stolen base record. Similarly, because of some circumstances, nobody will ever touch Bo Nix's game started record. Ricky Henderson's stolen base record. Because it's so many. Oh, do you know how? Because he was so good at stealing bases. We're this guy's not away so good at starting games, Ryan. This but guy we're getting is so away from the point. This guy got lucky because he was born in the right time, and the pandemic happened. So automatically, he, oh god! So was Ricky Henderson. If no, Ricky Henderson played today, he would not steal as many bases. Yes, he would because he's the same player and the bags are bigger. <laughs> I don't I listen. And he was I the, I know why machine. you're mad about this. <sighs> I know why you're mad about this, but also it ain't that serious, brother. <laughs> I don't like how you said if it was any other record you'd be agreeing with me. That makes me more mad. Yeah, because it's just a dumb record. It's it like games uh, played. Games played is a dumb well, record. Well, when Bo Nix has sixty game play games played, and no one ever touches that because there's no other pandemic that happens. Whatever. Congrats to Bo Nix, who's been playing since Justin Herbert got into the NFL. That is a crazy stat. 
Justin Herbert was the first person Bonex faced as a starting quarterback in college football. Let that, that is sink a crazy in. stat. And now Bonex is the quarterback of the same school where Justin Herbert was playing. Where's is dumb. a word. Dumb. Dumb. Future Bear, Bonex. Tough to argue. Um, I don't Did have you much. See, hold on. I, I, have, I have something to say. Did you see that uh, Caleb Williams is like, pondering staying another year because he'll make just as much on NIL. And then he says he's going to only pick uh, – I don't have the teams off the top of my head, but it's 49ers, Giants, Cowboys. He he desires a big market. Are you, yeah. are you just now hearing of this? No, I was just wanting to hear your thoughts. I think that it's stupid. I think that Caleb Williams will come out and league share is big enough that any market that he goes to, he's going to be praised like a king. Uh, it'll be up to him to see how long they praise him as a king, right? Because like Patrick Mahomes is in a small market, is worshipped yeah. like God himself, right? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence plays in Jacksonville, Florida, a small market. He has enough that they want him on primetime games, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're good, you'll be fine because it's the NFL yeah. and it's an unsinkable ship. So I think all of it is just a bunch of hoopla to try to drive up the price on him to ensure that whoever grabs him, you know, gives him different assurances and stuff. There was a report in the middle of last week that he wants ownership stake in whatever team drafts him. That's not happening. All of this is just hearsay, nonsense, rumors until you hear it from Caleb Williams or his camp, meaning his agent. Then there's absolutely nothing that you should take with validity from any of these reports. What are your thoughts on what I sent you earlier about Ancho? About him telling him to sit out the rest of the year. It's worked for other guys. Sitting out the rest of the year worked for Jadavion Clowney, but that was a couple of games. This is half of a season. I think yeah. that it probably allows Drake May to catch up to you. It allows uh, NFL teams to say, well, it, why isn't he confident in playing and showing us more on tape? It, um, it, it definitely brings question to character. It brings a whole lot of, of PR stuff that you don't want coming your way if you're Caleb Williams. So even though you have the ability of getting injured, which would be absolutely terrible, at the end of the day, if he gets injured, guess what he does? He's goes a bear. back to USC for a year. He's a bear. Or he goes to the draft and he slips, which I don't think he'll let happen. Even if he comes out next year, he's the number one overall pick. If he's in the 2025 draft, he's the number one pick. So, like, whatever happens to him, he's going to be the number one pick. True facts. True facts. Um, last thing I have, without getting into too much, uh, Western Kentucky University, second mentioned on the oh. episode today, released new helmets with seven different decals of the oh. big red uh, in different stances, some provocative, some football. Um <laughs> And I thought so it was one odd. of the coolest things that I saw this week. Also, every time that I show uh, Nikki, my girlfriend, a picture of Big, Big Red, Red, she goes, that's a penis. I don't know how they got away with it. That is a penis. And I said, I hope, because my penis is the only penis you've ever seen, I hope my penis doesn't look <laughs> like that. What the hell are we talking about? Oh but, God! Uh, look at Just... Big Red. Look at he does. He does look like a penis. But also, what the fuck? Oh my penis like... to look like Big Red. Oh my God! Do you? No. 
Don't get all, don't get all shy because you have a big boy job. We've said worse on this podcast. People can look all right. things up. All right, he does look like it. <laughs> he looks like a chode. He looks like a big old chode. But it's okay. Like but it's okay. <laughs> it's just his head. Or the head. Can we kid the ep- can the name of this episode be Chode? No, it can be the head. The head. <laughs> <laughs> the tip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, what's the score? It's four to one, right? Four to one, middle of five. We'll see you back in Arizona, boys. See you there. See you there. Episode 150. Don't cancel us. Hey, Mike McDaniels, we love you. More than life.